Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Grace and peace, beauties. Rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie. Yep, you guessed it, your girl, Dr. Lynn Goble. And I am back with another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. Yep, that's what I'm about to give you a dose of. I am coming into your phone, your home, your car, or your computer just to release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from. Again, thank you to all of my listeners all across the world, nationwide, and internationally. And I would like to welcome my new listeners. We have some new beauties in Colombia. So welcome to the family of Beautiful Soul Sunday. And beauties, do you know what this means? We are now not in one, not two, but 12 countries. All praise, glory, and honor to God for continuing to open up doors, expanding my listening audience. I cannot thank God enough for exceeding my expectations with this platform. I am grateful. And truly thankful for your prayers, your love, your support, and for each one of you tuning into the podcast each week. As always, I'm sending you big hearts and lots of love. Please keep it locked. Keep listening and subscribing to Beautiful Soul Sunday as I continue to give you some news you can use. And of course, that is none other than the good news, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And listen, beauties, we only have three episodes left for season one. Our last episode for season one will be November 29th. Then we will resume for season two of Beautiful Soul Sunday, January of 2021. I pray that you all have had a wonderful, blessed and a prosperous week. I had a great week, another productive week. Hopefully everyone is surviving the wait and anticipation of the ongoing ballot counts as we continue to hear who will be named the winner of this 2020 presidential election. Hopefully we will not have to wait much longer. Continue prayers surrounding the entire process as we wait to hear who has been elected as our new president. So beauties, years ago, I wrote a book entitled The Copycat Lover. It was released in 2006, and it's a nonfiction autobiography, which reveals quite a few things that I went through early in my life as a young girl in my teenage years and in my early 20s. I went through a lot of abuse on many levels, sexually, mentally, emotionally, and it really caused me to be introverted until much later in life. and 
even to this day, I'm still pretty private when it comes to my personal life. For the most part, I stay to myself. I'm not messy. I don't like a lot of drama. And on a previous episode, I talked about how I battled suicide and depression for many years due to the abuse that I suffered privately because I was made to feel like I was less than who God created me to be. But everything the enemy intends for evil in your life, I'm a witness that God will turn it around for good on your behalf. Whatever it is the enemy is allowed to bring about in your life to keep you from fulfilling God's purpose, I am here to tell you that it will only catapult you directly into your destiny. It was only by the grace of God that I was able to make it through the hard times and the rough times in my life. Every bit of abuse and injustice the enemy thought would cause me to lose my mind It only strengthened me and encouraged me to persevere enough to endure those afflictions the Bible actually refers to as being light. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, it says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So when anything of great value and great worth is being made, it takes time for it to mature into greatness, just like the pearl. And I talked about that on last week in regards to the process a pearl has to go through in order to become something amazing and beautiful. But I didn't really go into detail to talk about the two different types of pearls that are made. There are actually two pearls, freshwater pearls and a pearl that is called an Akoya pearl. And check this out. One is artificial and the other is authentic. One is slightly larger while the other is slightly smaller. One is round while the other is not so round. One pearl is appraised at a higher value and the other is appraised at a lower value, of course, because it's not authentic. Naturally, one would cost more and the other would cost less. So first, I want to talk about the artificial pearl, better known as the freshwater pearl. First of all, they come from lakes not from the ocean. Artificial pearls are man-made. They are produced under artificial pretenses and conditions. They are cultured, cultivated, and refined by man. However, Akoya pearls are authentic pearls, which come from the ocean. They are found in the Persian seas and on the shores of Arabia and the continent of Asia. Those pearls are so far down in the sea, they can only be extracted and drawn out by professional divers. They are the real deal, but they are hidden and will not be uncovered until someone is willing to go, watch this, 
beyond the surface in order to discover who they really are and the lower you are and the deeper you go down, guess what? The more value you hold. Authentic pearls are made when they conform to the image of the original appearance and likeness of the thing that helped to create it. It's produced after its own kind, the same way we were produced and made in the image of God. In the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it tells us that we were created in the image of God. And since we were created in his image, then we should conform to his likeness, a likeness that is 100% pure, real, and authentic. Our very stature should resemble God. Whenever something is authentic, of course, it's not false, it's not phony, and it's not an imitation. It's true to its own characteristics, personality, and spirit. Not to mention it's something real and genuine. It's not altered or copied, and it's not counterfeit. The more authentic the pearl is, the more worth and value it holds. Once the value is set, the expendable amount is determined and a purchase price is then set. But before the purchase price is set, the worth of it has to first be determined. Many times people confuse worth with value or price. Price is not always worth. When you speak of worth, you're talking about the excellence of something. That's the reason why Proverbs 31.10, out of the King James Version of the Bible I'm going to read, it says, who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies, which are also precious gems like the pearl. Pearls are valued according to their size their roundness, luster, and purity, the better the quality of the pearl, the more beautiful and the more valued they become over a period of time. And last week, I talked about how sand gets into an oyster's shell, which is its womb, the place where the form of the pearl is produced. And when it is being formed, That is the shape it will take on. And pearls take on different formations. And I believe like anything that is being made, it is important for us to pay attention when we are growing, developing and maturing while we are being formed and created that we are also being watchful and careful. Watch this. What shape we conform to while we're in the matrix, because that's basically our mold. And each mold serves a different purpose for its own particular use. And our mold is cut into the shape in which it was designed for. And, you know, in the difficult times in my life, I did not know at the time, but all of those years during my childhood, when I thought that God didn't love me or even like me. God had actually set me apart into my own mold because everything I ever went through made me who I am today. 
through all of the unfortunate circumstances in my life, what I learned is that I was being designed and cut for a particular use. I was placed inside of my own mode to be formed into someone God would use for his glory one day through all of the hurt, the pain, everything that I suffered, all of the abuse that I went through. God was making me who I am today. So never despise where you are or become bitter because of something that may have happened in your life. Forgive the people who may have hurt you, abused you, or did you wrong, because no, that is not God's plan for your life, but God will use those things for his glory. While you were being formed, you were being pre-cut, or maybe I should say predestined to fit into a particular mode you were preordained for by God in order for him to use you for his purpose and his plan, which was not only designed to help free you, but it was also designed in order to help you free someone else again, all for the glory of God. Romans chapter 8 verses 29 through 30 says this, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Too many times we try to break out of a mold that was designed for us. But when we try to break out of the mode too soon, you can cause yourself to be underdeveloped. And then you're not able to take on the shape you were intended to evolve into. I wasn't always able to comprehend or understand why I had to experience abuse in my life. But regardless of the situations I went through, and the situations you may have also gone through yourself, know that God always has a purpose and a plan for your life. When you're in the jewelry store looking at expensive jewelry, especially pearls, you're not thinking about what that pearl had to go through in order to become beautiful, shiny, or priceless because we see the finished product. And a lot of times when people look at you, they have no idea what you had to go through in order for you to be the beautiful, brave, strong, beautiful soul that you are today because they are looking at the finished product. Although we are all still a work in progress and God is perfecting us, but no one knows the private battles you had to fight or the many tears you had to cry, or the pressures of life that weighed you down because we were built with resilience to keep pressing and pushing past our pain. Listen, I am going to let you think about that for a moment, and we will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. 
Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show, beauties. Before the break, I was just talking about how a lot of times we really do not look like what we have been through. People see the finished product of who you are today, not knowing everything that you had to go through in order to be the person you are who people see today. It's all because of God. We are able to endure suffering and go through certain things and still come out victorious. He cares so much for us that he values our worth. And that's the reason why you have to know what you were worth in order to appreciate the price Jesus paid for your life. It's the price of redemption, the atoning blood of Jesus Christ, who shed his blood on Calvary. And once you understand what you were worth, then you can appreciate the price he paid in order to give you eternal life, which is free to you. But your cost was everything to him. And it took me a while to appreciate the cost of what Jesus paid for my life. We didn't deserve it. But when Jesus looked at us, he said they are worth it. I mean, can you just imagine as messed up as you were? We were all on our way to a burning hell and Jesus still chose to go to the cross, shed his blood for our sins in order to buy us back. Oh, my goodness. Jesus said, yep, I've got him. I've got her. I got Ray Ray, Peanut, Pookie and them. Yep, they're all worth it. I'm paying for all of them. And once you know what you were worth, you won't let anything or anybody strip you of it. The enemy knows the great price Jesus paid for us to be redeemed. But what he doesn't want you to know is your worth. Oh, yeah, he knows the price Jesus paid for your life. But the fact that Jesus thought you were worth every stripe he took on your behalf is what he doesn't want you to know because the enemy uses it as ammunition against you. Price is different because a price is something the seller sets on his goods. It is the sum of the amount of something valued. Not only that, but it is an estimation of how much the product might be worth, which is called depreciation. And once that's established, man sets the price. And usually when man sets the price for his product, it's set at a price that's so high, he can't even afford it. Then what happens is that he ends up having to take less for his product than the price it was set for. And I'm going to say this, man always receives less than what he bargained for. But when God sets the price, 
for our sins, for instance, he didn't base our price off of our current value. He looked at how valued you would become over a period of time. That's appreciation. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Therefore, when God looked at us, he based our value and set the price off of a finished product. He already knew all the mistakes we would make and all of the disappointments, shortcomings, and struggles we would have. He knew everything about us. There is absolutely nothing we could ever do to shock or disappoint him. He knew and he knows everything about us. And because of that, God didn't put a price on us for where we were. He set his price on us based on where we were going. And he gives everybody an opportunity and the right to choose their own destination. When God looked at us, he saw a finished product. Then he set his price because God looks at our ending, not our beginning. Before our beginning even starts, he has already given us an expected end. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, out of the King James Version, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. That alone gives me, and really should give us all, a reason to rejoice, just to know that when I felt isolated and when I felt that no one understood me, like no one really cared or no one got me. God cared enough about me not to slash prices, use coupons, purchase me on a discount or at cost cutter prices. He saw something in us, in all of us, that was worth more than bargain shopping when he chose us. Listen, he didn't pinch pennies. He spared no expense. And I am so glad that he manifested what was in heaven here on earth when he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. He gave us his absolute best, guys. When God saw what we were worth, the price of silver or gold wouldn't even have been enough. While we were resting quietly in the cavity of our mother's womb, being formed in the matrix, he predestined us for greatness. He viewed us all as expensive products, which had to be purchased by something, or maybe I should say someone who was even greater. None of the precious stones God created were worth enough to purchase us with. There was no amount of money he could have used. God knew that when it was time to purchase us, he had to use something greater than money or any other sacrifice when the greater became the lesser. There was absolutely none greater he could use or find in order to swear by. So he swore by himself because there's nothing or no one greater than he is. He took one look at you 
Then he looked at himself. And when he looked at himself, not only did he think we were worth it, it was because of his worth, because there was none greater and there is none greater than Jesus Christ. And that's why he purchased us and he used himself to do it. He clothed himself in the body of Jesus in order to manifest on the earth. When God purchased us, he received more than he bargained for. When he purchased us, since we were created and made in his likeness, that is how God was able to transform us into the mode that he wants us to be. Simply because the value of the product being you and me continues to increase or appreciate instead of depreciate over time. It took me a long time to come into the knowledge and understanding that I had worth and value after suffering abuse and the enemy wants to keep us blinded to who we are in Christ. As long as the enemy can keep us in the dark, making us believe that we have no worth and no value, we will continue to allow things in our lives to limit us really without the enemy having to do anything to us at all. But us not knowing who we are in Christ, we tend to start forming and shaping our own destiny after a while creating and doing our own thing, which usually is not the thing God has called us to do. Once I began to do my own thing, which went against the will of God for my life, I had to pray for God to pull me out of those situations I had gotten myself into. I was not only able to recognize who I was, but I was also able to see my own worth and value and the investment of whose I was once those blinders were taken off of my eyes. St. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28 says this, Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So look at it this way. We were all held hostage by the enemy, but Jesus paid our ransom. That is the unconditional love of the Father. He's a good, good father. And you know, for a long time, I searched for someone to love me, never realizing that what I spent half of my life looking for, I had it all along. And that was the love of Jesus Christ. St. John chapter 15, verse 1 says, Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. God wants us to realize that not only are we loved, but we are valued regardless of how others try to make us feel or what others may have done to cause us to feel like we are less than what we are. God knows that the pearl has luster and beauty. He also knows that in you and me, there is luster and beauty. Whenever the Bible gives descriptive expressions of the kingdom's beauty in heaven, or whenever the Bible describes the royalty of a temple, it almost always makes mention of the pearl. There are other precious jewels and expensive pieces of cloth 
which array and garnish God's kingdom as well. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 19, the A part of that verse, it says the city of heaven is garnished with fine jewels and precious stones. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. In that particular scripture, the word garnish in the Greek language is cosmio, which means to put in proper order or to decorate and adorn. Though many other stones are listed in the scriptures, the pearl is mentioned in the book of Revelation when describing the 12 gates to the city of heaven. So the city of heaven is encased with pearls. Pearls set the tone in putting everything in order and in its proper place. They are used to adorn and display beauty and excellence. They are also used to dress and to beautify. Pearls are pleasing to the natural eye. They are precious stones and ornaments that are rendered more beautifully whenever they are added to something else. Natural pearls are very valuable. Most pearls are cultured and they are used to enrich and embellish. Pearls are a sculptured, carved work, just like some of us. And you know what? We really don't need to buy pearls to adorn ourselves as beautiful as pearls are because God wants us to know that we are his pearls designed, sculptured, carved, and created in his handiwork, purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ. Pearls are so beautiful that God even uses them for decoration. And he looks at us as his pearls, his decoration. God doesn't want us to cast our pearls to the swine. And, you know, I talked about that in a previous episode And that scripture can be found in St. Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. And here's the thing. If we cast our pearls before swine, then we shouldn't be surprised when swine don't appreciate who we are as pearls because a pig is a pig. He's going to do pig things, take your pearls, trample on them and slosh them around in the mud because that's what swine or pigs like to do. So we can't get mad or angry or upset at the pig for being a pig because pigs aren't made or accustomed to knowing how to treat pearls, especially in relationships. We give ourselves to people who do not appreciate or recognize our value. And I know I've done it, believe me, more than once. And if you are in the slop with the pig, the pig is going to treat you the way he treats the rest of his slop. There, I said it. So don't get mad at the pig if he treats you like the rest of the slop, especially when you've lowered your standards from a king to a pig. When you have gotten down in the slop with the pig, because the pig is just being a pig and Don't expect an apology from a pig because he's just being who he was created to be. So don't lower your standards or compromise who God created you to be. Because if you lower your standards and you get in the slop 
then the pig can only see you as slop. So he or she won't respect you because they can't respect you. Someone who doesn't appreciate you is not going to recognize you for who you are or what you are worth. But at least if they are not able to recognize it, you should be able to recognize it within yourself. So don't ever settle for less than who God called you to be. And don't allow the enemy to strip you of your worth and your value. God has invested too much in you and he thinks too much of you to let his pearls go to waste. His death was the greatest price that has ever been paid for a product. You were so expensive, a man could not and would not have ever been able to purchase something as valuable as you. God knows everything about you. The very hairs of your head are all numbered. That's found in St. Luke chapter 12, verse 7. He cares about the smallest things in your life. St. Matthew chapter 10, verses 29 through 31, it says, Not one sparrow falls to the ground without your father. In other words, your father knows when even a sparrow falls to the ground. That means our Heavenly Father knows about every sparrow that's in trouble. Not one falls to the ground without his knowledge. God wants us to know that we hold more value and we are worth more to him than many sparrows. So don't think for one moment that God doesn't know when you fall as well. And he is right there waiting to dust you off, pick you up, because if you should fall, not only does he know about it, but he also comes to see about it and he will rescue and deliver you. God paid a great price for us beauties. And guess what? You were worth it. St. Matthew chapter 13 verses 45 and 46. It says again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. That is the parable of how Jesus purchased us through his blood. So today, I'm going to end the show with this quote out of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20. It says, For you are bought with a price, Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And I believe former First Lady Jackie Kennedy said it best when she said, pearls are always appropriate. Listen, beauties, that is my time. Never forget who you are and whose you are. The one pearl God paid a great price for. So keep shining and keep living your best life for Christ. Always walk in love. Feast on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive. Stay healthy. Body, soul, and spirit. Be kind. Keep a beautiful mind. And never forget who God called you to be, purchased you to be, and created you to be. 
the pearl that you are, and that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.